When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Pens and Stuff podcast. It happens to be uh, my grandma's favorite podcast and probably yours. Uh, I'm Andrew. I'm Jim. And I'm Abby. I always love how I, or I love how I always like, after I say that, I go, uh, I'm Andrew. Like, I forget my name for a moment. <laughs> Who am I? <laughs> Not Andrew. That's for sure. Uh, but we for sure. are here doing another podcast for you. Rain, shine, uh, out of town, in town, uptown, downtown. We're here. We're ready. We're rolling. We're ready to talk about a disappointing week of Penguins hockey. Well, not disappointing. Disappointing game. Disa- Friday night. Disappointing in, I, I don't know, just, I, I have no idea. It just, I mean, it's just, it's, no, it was just, disappointing. It was, it, it was like surprising and then it was disappointing. If, if these two games had been reversed, then we'd probably be saying, that was a really good week. But, not shocking, no, not at all. Yeah, or if they yeah, could have three, just pushed last three, night to, to, to three, overtime. A three-two loss. We didn't play bad. We didn't really play that bad. It was just a couple costly things, but yeah. Anyway, yeah. The see the problem is they lost to Minnesota. <laughs> like if it was a three-two loss to Winnipeg, we'd be like, hey, they played Winnipeg well, but Winnipeg's just better. But the fact that we beat Winnipeg and then couldn't beat Minnesota is just baffling it's embarrassing it's It's this team it's this team yeah so uh let's let's dive into the 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 week that was the week that was yes so we have uh the penguins playing winnipeg in pittsburgh on tuesday uh they won that three nothing a very impressive game and then they played minnesota friday night uh and they lost three to two on in Flowers' one thousandth game played. Of course they did. Yeah. You can't beat Flower in his one thousandth game. No, of course no, you can't. Which I was like, of course his hundredth game or thousandth game was against Pittsburgh. Of course, it that's was. probably why he hasn't played much this season because they were trying to get it to when they played. But you know, like, yeah, I don't know. But of course it was, and they played in Minnesota and. It, he played out of it. He made some great acrobatic saves there near the end. Like Pittsburgh was buzzing, and it just well, it was it yeah. was flower being flower. Yep. I yep. mean, he so, looked he looked like he looked like twenty year old flower and not thirty whatever he is now year old flower. So yeah. thirty 
old flower. Eight? <laughs> Is that right? No, he's not that old. I think he's like 34. Let me check. I have the rosters right here. He's 39. Oh, I was close. I said 38. You were close, yeah. 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 I knew it was pretty, pretty high up there. Oh, he turns yeah. 40 in November. Yep. Holy That's Moses. why everyone's everyone's saying he's going to retire this year after this year. I would okay, like I wouldn't will. be surprised. I mean, you there's know, you know what would be awesome? Okay. Listening. Minnesota has no chance of making the playoffs or even or if they do winning. Send him back to Pittsburgh for his last half a season. We'll send we'll, we'll send you a sixth, a fifth, you know, like for his last month a solid and send him back to Pittsburgh. Like Minnesota loves him and He's been great in Minnesota, but it's Pittsburgh, man. Come on. Yeah. It's true. We'll send you Tristan Jari. <laughs> no, we won't, actually. We're no, not we going to do that. That would be but anyway, uh, bad news. That's that's a problem for when the, you know, the trade deadline comes around. But so, so let's can, talk about... So can we games. talk about this Jets game? That's where I was going. Okay, because, because the Jets game was incredible. Yes, the My Penguins... Mind. My mind was blown. I was what? watching this game. I was just like, who is this team? What Let the me heck? introduce the game. Go ahead. The Penguins on Tuesday played the Sorry. Jets uh, in Pittsburgh. Three, nothing was the final score. It was Sean Monahan's debut in Winnipeg. It Shifley returned to Winnipeg, and uh, they lost <laughs> brutally to the Penguins. That but they did. Yeah, talk about it, and then I'm going to bring something else up. So go ahead. So, um... Yeah, Brendan Dillon. Oh. Can, can we talk about him for a second? Well, let's talk about the first goal was scored by Chris Letang. It was a very, very, very nice goal. He just walked right in, shoot, score. It was very nice. Uh, backhand, I think it was far side. Um, yes, it was. Very nice goal from Chris Letang. We haven't been seeing a lot of that from him recently, but it was it was very nice. So kudos to Chris Letang for that one. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then um, at with uh, 733 gone. Yeah, it's it was um, it was a penalty. Brendan Dillon comes up against Nolachari and checks him in the head uh, shoulder shoulder to head contact. Uh, he did. He did get three games suspension. Am I right? Yes. OK. Yeah. He did get he a three a, game. Ex- mm- Suspension for that hit also got a match penalty uh, for that hit five minute major. And so the penguins go to the power play. Now um, when this happened, my, my mind is going, they need to score on this. Otherwise they are going to lose this game. Did it, did either of you have that thought in your head when this, this happened? I turned it on and, uh, they were already on it, so you know, I, I didn't get much. Okay, it was, it was yeah. My my thought was yeah that this this was one of those games that that Pittsburgh had to win, or or one of the, this was a power play that they had to score on. Uh, otherwise, um, you know, I thought I thought that would just be the end of of the game for them. But they did come through with actually two goals on that power play, uh, one from Jeff Carter on the on a real nice wraparound. Um, that was, I mean, it was it was nice. It was a nice goal. And then uh, Brian Russ scores uh, about two minutes, well, a minute and a half later, 
with uh, really what amounted, at least in my mind, amounted to a bad play from Connor Hollebuck uh, in goal. And um, yeah, they, they wound up getting that, getting that good bounce. Both of those goals, I think, were good bounces for the Penguins. And, and um, Andrew, you and I were talking last night uh, that it just seems like some, sometimes the bounces just did not go Pittsburgh's way or haven't been going Pittsburgh's way uh, during, this, during this season. So, yeah, uh, good game from, from Pittsburgh. Jari played out of his mind, I thought. Um, he played very, very well. He made some very, very good saves. Saw, saw a statistic that his goals against average against Winnipeg is like one and a half. And his save and his save percentage is like up in in like almost nine you know nine nine fifty something. Um, so he did take a penalty in this game, though. He did. He did take he a was holding kind penalty. Of feisty. Yep, that was pretty funny. Actually, I thought that was kind of funny. But um, but yeah, so they they play Winnipeg again uh, Saturday, which is the day we're recording this. Um, um, do your to your stats against the Jets? Yes. Um, his goals against is 0.98 and his oh, it's save sub percentage one. is nine six five. Okay, against the one page, that's in he's five and zero. Oh. So it's that not just like insane. two games against the Jets. It's been five consistent. That's consistency. That's yeah. bonkers. That's bonk. Right I mean, there. from what I can see, he's only got. Well, I can't. Um, come on, I don't want to pay twenty dollars a month for Stat Muse Plus. <laughs> Whatever, but. Yeah, he has a nine, at least above nine hundred save percentage against most teams. So cool. That's crazy. Anyway, sorry. Continue. No, that's all right. I was pretty much done anyway. Did Abby have other things to say? She was going to say something. I think I inter- no nothing. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, the Penguins, uh, you know, they they scored. You said it two times on the power play. Uh, went two for three. Although the Winnipeg Jets only took five penalty minutes, so they must count. As three, three power plays when you get a five minute major, I guess. I don't know. That is but, strange. Because <clears throat> uh, it's like two and a half yeah, penalties worth or power plays worth. That's weird, though. Yeah. But uh, the Penguins then played in Minnesota this Friday, um, losing three to two, uh, not in overtime in regulation. And uh, Kroll Kaprizov scored the game winner for the Pittsburgh, uh, for the Minnesota Wild. But, um, in this one, the both teams went one for six on the power play. One thing I was very disappointed in is that Penguins couldn't score more on the power play because Minnesota's power penalty kill is ranked 30th in the league. Yeah, they're awful. Probably not anymore because of this game, but <laughs> it, it was disappointing. Yeah. Take it away. Yeah, talk about this game. I didn't see much of it, um, but what I did see, I think it was – um, I mean, I, I think I think Pittsburgh played decently. I mean, I wasn't I, I we were kind of in a situation where there were a lot of people talking and a lot of things going on, so it was hard to to just kind of sit and stare at this game and really dissect it. You know what I'm saying? Um, but from from just what what I saw, uh, you know, they they looked like they were playing fairly fairly good defense. Um. Yeah, I mean, it, the the difference in my mind, as we were talking, Andrew is just a lot of times 
Pittsburgh, the shots that Pittsburgh were Pittsburgh were that the Penguins were getting um, would either hit a guy in front or, you know, Flurry was making a great save or something like that. They they had opportunities and they did take shots, but they weren't they weren't getting through. I told this to Andrew last night, and watching this game, it was super frustrating. I said, this team has forgotten what it, like the reason why you, you make a pass. You don't make a pass just to make a pass. Mm-hmm. You make a pass in order to fool a goalie or in order to mess up the defense so that you have a better opportunity of scoring. If the pass is not going to give you a better opportunity to score, then just shoot the puck. Amen. This team has forgotten, like like what the point of it is they're just trying to make pretty plays they're trying not to be selfish and it's frustrating as heck they would not take shots they would always look for the pass and the one guy well the two guys the one guy that i saw that wasn't doing it eric carlson he is so hungry he wants to score he was mad he was so mad in that third period last night he was like i just want to score a freaking goal and you could see it and he was the only one out there, basically. Him and Yessi Pugliarvi, because they both want to score. Mm-hmm. They were both taking shots, good shots. They weren't being stupid. They were making passes when the passes made sense, but they weren't just passing the pass. Yeah, yeah. there were a couple times I noticed both guys that you mentioned, uh, Yessi and uh, Eric Carlson, where they took a shot and it just hit the guy in front of them, like the sh- right in the shins. Yep. And it, it bugged me because then, you know, what Minnesota took over, but... The fact, at least they're not passing it, it gets turned over. Like, I mean, it technically isn't a turnover because you're taking a shot. But And the one thing, Eric Carlson, when we had the, the net empty, Eric Carlson took a shot from the left, the low left circle. The mm-hmm. net was wide open. And what mm-hmm. was there? Brock Faber's state. Mm-hmm. We're just not getting the luck. No, not at least not last night. Mm-mm. No. It, so it'll be interesting to see if that, I mean, things like that tend to balance out eventually. And if that does, it, it, I think, again, if that does, I think Pittsburgh will go on a fairly mm-hmm. decent run here in the last couple of months of the season. You well, they better so. get, better get cracking at it because well, that's true. They don't have much time left, but I some, think these players have tipped over a few too many salt shakers, if you know what I mean. But sometimes <laughs> to Abby's point, you make your own luck, right? You make yeah. your own luck by, by taking the shot when it's there mm-hmm. and, and not saying, well, this will make a pretty highlight or this will, this will be something people will remember. You know what people are going to remember winning games, scoring goals. You're not going to score a goal. If you don't take the shot. Mm-hmm. Didn't Michael Scott once quote Wayne Gretzky by saying you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take? Yes. <laughs> so yeah, we need to, we need to get that mindset back. Honestly. Yeah. And it's, it's frustrating because it's the guys who can score that aren't shooting. Yeah. Like right. Jay Gensel, like Sidney Crosby, like Evgeny Malkin, they're making these passes and it's like, that was, you're just forcing it at this point. Like just yep. take a shot. Like you wear the goalie down, take three shots in a, in a singular offensive possession. Maybe one of them goes in. Like yep. if you're getting a rush and you're not even getting a single shot off. Oh, it's just so frustrating. Yeah. Agreed. You're it wasting, is. you're wasting opportunities, scoring chances. Like, 
a single shot is better than nothing, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Unless it was like a clear cut, obvious, you should have passed there. But yeah, and that I hasn't. I, yeah, sorry. I think what's most annoying about this game is that we were down one nothing at the end of the first period. Right, we come out within three minutes. Riley Smith scores. Yep, and we're like, okay, we're back into this, and then. Jonas Brodine gets the luckiest butt bounce or shot that I've seen. Well, bounce and shot that I've seen on our best defenseman and Marcus Pedersen. Like that won't happen often. You know, like Marcus Pedersen is going to get that out of the front of the net more times than not. You would think it went right to his skate or stick the stick. And then we're down two one going into the third. And within pretty much a minute, Sidney Crosby scores one of the most beautiful goals of the season. Hmm. And we're like, okay, we're back into this. And then, of all people, Kirill Kaprizov, who Abby and I both called a little, um, <laughs> uh, scores the game winner. And it's and Abby, I, I said something because I was pissed. I was like, "Yeah, uh, if Jari was in that, we would have won that game." And Abby was like, "Actually, none of those goals were on Ned Dalkovich last night. None of them were." And I was like, eh. "And now, I like waking up, I'm like." I think it was one of the first thoughts in my head this morning. I was like, yeah, Ned, and none of them were Ned's fault. Mm-mm. Like a Caprizov one was off a rebound, like, and he dove. He could have made the, like, he made the effort. It just was a well-placed shot. The Jonas Bordin one, like I said, was lucky. And then Matt Boldy, Patterson went for a poke check, and Boldy just, a beautiful, I think it was a toe drag around his stick and just sniped it. So, which at that point the goalie is kind of depending on because if the defenseman's right there, like, I mean the defenseman's trying to make you're anticipating you're anticipating a shot, but like also, it's just hard, especially when there's in so tight. Yeah, and you're also not you're you're not you know like if there's a body right in front of you, you can't really see where the puck is until right. You have split. to make a split second action or whatever. And so yeah, I don't I don't hold any of them against Ned. I was just. Okay. Annoyed in the moment. Just saw this goal. Uh, Which one? The the boldy the, one. The the game winner. Oh uh, yeah. Um, so that initial shot breaks Jeff Carter's stick, yeah, or Brian Rust's stick, or whoever that was. Yeah. And uh, it was Brian Rust. And um, so, yeah, th- that's just dumb luck. Yeah, yep. the fact that it bounces straight to like your best player right there in the That's just yeah. I'm sorry, that's dumb luck. Yep. Yep. And then a great shot from Kaprizov. Oh, absolutely, but yeah. he's Kro Kaprizov. Right. Yeah. So Exactly. Yeah. Of all the guys it could have gone to. But oh, yeah. Guys, yeah. All right. Again, so yeah. uh grade for the week for the Penguins, Abby, what you got? A minus B plus somewhere in there. Because yep. they played well. They played well. I don't have any complaints about how they played. There weren't any specific plays where it's like, oh, my gosh, that was terrible. Like, you know, when Latang threw it into our own net or whatever. You know, those are the kinds of plays that you're like, that was really bad. But there was nothing like that. They were skating well. Like, they beat Winnipeg handily. And then they, oh, were, yeah. they were skating right there with Minnesota. So, overall, we played very well this week, in my opinion. Yep. We just couldn't finish it. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. All right. Jim, great. Um, I, I would actually, for that reason, the reason that Abby said, I think I would drop that down a little lower. 
And I'll tell you why, because Minnesota is a team that you have to beat. Minnesota is a team that you, that you need to win that game because, we, because you're playing Minnesota. And I understand that you shut out, you shut out Winnipeg, and that's great. But if, if you don't come through and beat the teams that you need to beat, mm-hmm. that, that brings, to, in my mind, that brings the grade down more than you beating a team that you shouldn't beat, raises it. So I I would put them at a B minus, maybe a C plus. Wolf. Uh yeah. I I I would I would go B plus. I'm with Abby. I think I mean you 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 outscore your opponent five to three in those two games. You get depth scoring, you get scoring from your defense. Like you're getting what you need. They got grit in that Minnesota game too. Yeah, the the or, issue, and the and the Winnipeg. They got people yeah. getting oh, yeah. down and dirty. And Jesse Pujarvi adds a little bit of that to our team too. Like you wouldn't expect it, but he does. But uh, he's just a big body. Yeah, my my fear for this Minnesota game is that the Penguins were already looking ahead to today, Saturday, to Winnipeg again, just because of what happened to Nolachari. I mean, he didn't make play in uh, in Minnesota. Um, you're you're wanting to get back some get back in front of the hometown boy, you know, like in front of Winnipeg's hometown team, like sure. fans. So it's like, I, I feel like there might've been a little bit of taking Minnesota too lightly, so which it, is an issue for the Penguins. But, but all in all, I mean, to, to me, it was a good week. Yeah. To me, opinion. it's easy to get up for teams like Winnipeg that are playing well. Yeah. It is. It, it shows more of your, Character, character as a team, to get up for teams that are weak, yeah, and to just step on their throat, and and this is another thing, right? These teams that we play that we should be beating, we never score first. I mean, I I don't know the exact stats. It would be interesting to go in and, and actually find that out. But how do you figure that? A team, you know, playing a team like a, a Montreal or Anaheim or a Columbus or a Minnesota, and we don't score first. We're always playing from behind against these teams. Is that coaching? Is that leadership? Yes, uh, on both counts. But at the same time, this this team, for whatever reason, and maybe maybe it's the familiarity in the locker room, and maybe Dubas needs to shake things up a bit. I don't know, but it's, it is, it is definitely frustrating to see time and time and time and time again. It's, it is just very, very frustrating. Yeah. So, um, so B plus, did you give them an A minus Abby? Right. And then a C plus from Jim, uh, so. B, B minus B minus. Well, you said C minus. You I said, said B, B, between B minus and C plus. That's what I said. Okay. 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 Cool, 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 cool. Check the cool. tape, baby. Okay. So uh, we got <laughs> a couple games this week. Or no, we got three. Wow. Wow. Three games, this three week. games guys. We're, we're Ooh, eating good here. No way. And unfortunately, one of them is on the 14th. So, <laughs> um, well, that's one I couldn't <laughs> watch anyway because it's nationally broadcasted. But uh, to, uh, this time we have today, 
7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have the Winnipeg Jets in Winnipeg. Then we're home for Florida on the 14th, Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's yep. Day to you guys. Thank um, you. That's you on too. TNT. And then uh, 15th, a month from my birthday, mm-hmm. uh, we have uh, Chicago, 830 in Chicago. And that is a local broadcast or ESPN Plus if you have it. So uh, out of those three games, six points up for grabs. How many points do you think the Penguins get? And uh, what's their record? Jim, I'll let you go first this time. My heart wants to say six. I'll say four. Okay. Okay. And and, and, and here's just from what we've seen from this team. We'll beat Winnipeg. We'll beat Florida. We'll lose to Chicago. Yep. That's exactly what I was thinking. I was thinking four points might, might, I mean, Chicago's at home. We were watching. So the Rangers were playing Chicago last night and it went to overtime. So I clicked it on after the pens lost. I was like, we need to watch something fun. And <laughs> obviously Chicago lost, which was tragic because Mika Zibanejad had the booty bump. Yeah. Mika scored. I hate Mika Zibanejad. The man However, like a- sorry. No, it's okay. Um, Chicago's barn was very full, like very full. Which was shocking because Bedard's not even playing. Usually so is. Like, why are there so many people here? This team sucks. Like their their, their three on three overtime lineup was Jason Dickinson, Tyler Johnson, and Seth Jones. Like <laughs> that's embarrassing. <laughs> that's bad. But um, yeah. So Chicago's like playing Chicago at home. They automatically have an advantage because their fans are like really good. So I don't think they'll probably beat Chicago, but we'll see. Maybe they will. Yep. So you're saying for as well. Depending Adam. depending on if Peter Mrazek starts, because that man's a stone wall. Especially Except against the Penguins. No, he let in four goals in that game, but I have him in fantasy, so we just have to say that he's a stone wall. Uh, and they're, they're going to score. They're going to win all three games. Six points. Uh, so moving on, uh, we have some preseason award or preseason. What am I talking about? Mid-season, uh, mid-season awards. Normally, this would go in random crap we want to talk about, but we're doing the 45 of the last 45. So, uh, mid-season awards. Uh, we have best player for the Penguins, worst player for the Penguins. We have most surprising, most disappointing, and most shocking, either good or bad. You know, a nice little nod for that. So, or more. But we most said impressive. impressive. I apologize. Yes, it was originally in the you know morning meeting. It was most. Uh, what, what, what would it, anyway, it's it doesn't impressive. matter. So let's start out with the most, the most best, the best player. <laughs> it's early. The best player on the Penguins. And this is just for the Penguins. Uh, uh, Jim, you go first because you had these written up last week and then we scrapped it. I'm going to go with Sid. Um, he's having a monster year for a guy his age. Yep. Um, and I think, I, I don't think, I mean, you could give it to it. Probably a couple other guys too, but I think I think Sid's the the runaway best player on this team right now. Agreed. I agree with you. Yes, I was gonna say Sid because I was like, you can't not say Sid, right? But you I was like, I figured someone else would say Sid, so I'm actually gonna go with Marcus Pedersen because he has been hands hmm. down our best defenseman. Yeah, no and like he and he's 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 working at both sides of the puck. He he robbed me of five points 
in that Montreal game by scoring in overtime. So <laughs> the toe drag release was real. It was an insane goal. Like, how does that guy score that goal? I have no idea. But he's been a very, like, very solid defensively. He's our he's our best defensive defenseman, period. And he's also he's been up. very, very good on the on the, the offensive side of the puck as well. Yeah. And solid PK or just really, really good all around. So I'm yeah. gonna say Marcus Patterson. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good one. Uh, I have Sid written down, and uh, since you already said Sid and Abby said Marcus, he would be my second one. I'm actually gonna go Tristan Jari. He has been a well. I guess he should probably go more in the shocking area, but he's just. He, I mean, he's our best goaltender, right? We get hit four defensemen and goaltender. Like it's Jar. Like he's been playing very, very well, and he's been proving the doubters wrong. You know, we we I think we all doubted the contract that he got in the off season. And so far, in my opinion, he he wasn't showing it at near at the beginning of the season, but he's been showing it recently that he is he he deserved the contract. Maybe not necessarily deserved, but he he uh, he, he deserved. Uh, he he's living up to it. That's the word I'm looking for. So I'll go. I'll go. I'll go uh, Sidney Crosby or Tristan Jari. I'm sorry. All right. So we got the worst player on the team, uh, Jim Go. Gino. Whoa. I think the wow. I think I think if you look at production versus expectation, his gap is the largest of anybody on the team. Um you could you could say Carlson, but um I we we all figured Carlson's numbers would go down playing on a team like Pittsburgh because there's yeah. a lot more scoring and yeah. And stuff to go around. Yeah. So I think I think Gino has to be the worst player on this team right now, and he's for for some reason the the eye test as you watch him play. Um, I don't know if he just hasn't. You know, I don't know. I don't know if things are you know things are bad at home or if things are mm. you know there are a lot of things that could be going on with this guy, but we just don't know. Um, but he just he he doesn't. This Gino from 23, 24, mm-hmm. he is the, the gap between what was expected and what we're seeing is just too great for me not to put him in this, in this category. Yeah. Going to be real. Uh, would not be surprised if he retires at the end of the year. Would not be, be surprised. Yep. Me neither. All right, Abby. Um, I'm going to say Ryan Graves. Ah, shoot. He, he has been, um, I kind of went with a like defenseman kick, you know, as okay. you will see as I go. But we, apologize. we forgive you. Um, Ryan Graves is just—he has not really been there. He had—I mean, he got. Did he get scratched or just he'd been bumped down to the third, to the line. third line? He made several really bad plays, and he had a really bad stretch in there. Um, but honestly, I think most of the guys on our team are kind of like doing really well. I honestly, Dad said Gino's not doing very well. I think he's doing. He's getting he's getting there. Like he he's had a horrendous year for Gino, but I think he's getting there. I think at this moment in time, Ryan Graves is performing under expectations the most. Um, he's been he's also been getting better. I think the Penguins are on a like collectively they're on a like an incline. They're they're getting there. Maybe too little, too late, but we'll have to see. But um, I just think overall, Ryan Graves has not really been the type of defenseman like the first couple games he was great i was really excited about him but then he just started making more mistakes and just kind of not he's not a very crisp defenseman which is 
kind of what you need. He's not – he seems to be a little bit behind on a lot of things, like a lot of plays and stuff. And so, yeah, I'm going to say Ryan Graves. Fair, fair. Um, for me, I'm picking one entire uh, – uh, one entire group of people, I suppose you could say, and I'm just saying the power play. I'm so upset at the power play, and it's been the worst thing. Like, we play better four on five, like being down by four, than being uh, being on the man advantage. We play better on the penalty kill than on the man advantage. Like, we score more, I feel like. And, I mean, it's not true, <laughs> I mean, but it feels like true, that. But it does feel like that. And so, you know, it's it's just the worst. Every time we go to the power play, I'm just like, oh, well, here we go. And then when we score, I'm ecstatic. I'm like, it's back. We're back. We're going to score every time now. And then it's just not. Like you look at these teams, right, that have like four or five big guys and that's it, like a Toronto, like a a, a Colorado, and you're like, they may not be winning much, but at least they score on the power play. Like they're they're not – like Toronto's not going to win a cup that way, but at least they score on the power play. At least they're a high-scoring team. And Pittsburgh, we're not going to win a cup and we're not going to score on the power play either, and it's just disappointing. Anyway, it's the worst. Uh, Jim – the most impressive player on the team. Uh, I went with Abby's best player on this one and chose Marcus Peterson. Marcus Peterson. Um, I think he's. Uh, I think he's been um, for for all the reasons that Abby was saying. I, I think he's been the most uh, most impressive as far as how he's made his uh, presence felt uh, taken. You know, not being afraid to take the shot. I think he's been more. I think he's been more conscious offensively, but he's also yeah. been. He continues to be solid defensively. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yep. 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 yep, yep. Abby. My most impressive player is Alex Nedeljkovic. Coming into the season, I had no expectations for him. I'm like, okay, he'll be a, he'll be an okay backup. He'll play ten games, fifteen games. It'll be what it is. He'll play he'll play when we play back to backs. That's it. Jari goes down with an injury. Yes, he does. And Ned comes in, plays. I don't think Jari wasn't out for that long. A couple couple games. Ned becomes a starter for a couple games. He plays super well. Kind of takes that role over. Then Ned gets injured. He's okay. I mean, it is what it is. And then he comes back. He plays phenomenally. I just, I think he's gone, like in this season alone, but throughout his entire career, he's gone through a lot and he's really proving himself with like the type, the type of goalie he was in Carolina. He, and with the type of goalie he wasn't in Detroit, he's kind of come back to vintage Ned this year, which I'm very happy for him and very happy that it's worked out that way for Pittsburgh because it's one of the, redeeming points of this team is that we actually have a pretty okay goalie tandem at the moment. Yeah. Uh, valid. My valid, valid. My most valid. impressive is uh, Jeff Carter. That's fair. I, I for I, most he, impressive, most impressive, like the, the what he, where he was last year. Okay. Let's okay. just, okay. The, the, the yeah. logic is Go ahead. where he was last year. <clears throat> Everyone, crapping on him we did it ourselves i mean we were big jeff carter fans right 
literally. I've always been a big Jeff Carter fan. We yeah, were down Jeff, on him because he was freaking Carter. Remember, and then yep. he just went down out of nowhere last year. I mean, he's old, but he went out of nowhere. He crapped out last year, and we were, you know, we don't wave pom poms for anybody, but we'll just tell it like it is. And Jeff Carter was playing like crap, and now this year. He's, his role has been diminished, but it's where he needs to be now. And I believe last year we were constantly talking that he needs to be on the fourth line. Yeah. And Mike Sullivan would not. Or We said he uh, needed to be on the wing because he yeah. couldn't come back and play defense. Yep. yep. That's but what it was. On the wing, on the fourth line, I believe. We yep. said he needed mm-hmm. less minutes, yeah. and that's yep. where he is now. Mm-hmm. But And he's thriving. And the thing is, I, I don't think it was Mike Sullivan. We blamed Mike Sullivan, but I think it was Ron Hextall. Agreed. Because because I feel like Ron uh, Mike Sullivan, I mean, obviously he put him down now. Or maybe he just didn't feel like he had a solid third-line center and Mike uh, Jeff was the best option. But now Jeff Carter is playing very well on that fourth-line wing role. And, you know, I mean, we have center depth out our nose now. So it's like it doesn't matter. It's true. That Jeff Carter's playing the wing. So And and an honorable mention to Valtteri Pustinen, but he got sent down for une- unexplained reasons. Well, I think it's because his contract is two-way. A lot of these other guys don't have two-way contracts. That's true. That's true. But now that Nola Chari's out, I feel like they, you They right. recalled Colin White, which I don't uh, know why. But I mean, Colin White. He played in that Minnesota game. Yeah. Yeah, true. Okay. So, we got most disappointing, Jimothy. Um, I'm going to go with Eric Carlson. Um, he's been He's been playing fairly well, but this – what we're getting from him is not what everybody expected from him. And so that's disappointing uh, in a, in a big way. Um, again, giving him a bit of a pass because uh, you know what he came from, he had to be the guy coming in here to Pittsburgh. He doesn't have to be the guy, but yep. in my mind that would have freed him up to be a little more creative and be a little bit more assertive and be a little bit more of what, made him so great in San Jose. Um, but that just, it's not panning out right now. And to me, that's a little disappointing. Yeah. About, uh, Abby. Yes. I also said Eric Carlson and, and Gino combined because they both, you expect a lot more from them. Period. Like mm-hmm. yep. they're, they're both players extremely offensively skilled. They're not taking chances when they have them. They're not scoring goals. They're not making plays. They're just not doing it. And you, like, specifically on the power play, like, you have these guys. You have you have a really, really good, on paper, power play. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, it's just not clicking. And so that's just extremely disappointing. For all the reasons Jim said on both Gino and, and Carlson, mm-hmm. you just... There's this expectation when you hear, oh, Eric Carlson, he's elite. He just won the Norris Trophy last year. He scored 100 points. Mm-hmm. Like, you expect better. At least better. It doesn't have to be 100-point scoring. It doesn't have to be even a Norris candidate. But you need to do better. Yeah. And so I'm just super disappointed in that. But. Yeah. Um, I, I, I have Gino. I think we can all agree on that. I mean, you know, enough said. We already talked about him a couple times, so it's, like, yeah. it's whatever. No more ripping on Gino. No let's not, let's not pile I mean, on. Yeah, not that he listens to the podcast, but he might, you know, if you're out there, know. we'd love you to you know, come on the show. He is score. He is score. Yes, we would. 
We we still love you, even though praying for you, buddy. It's not like, your year. Praying like for I you, just buddy. Said, we we don't wave <laughs> pom poms for anybody. We just tell it like it is. It's true. Well, right. and we and also don't we also don't crucify people either. I mean, I mean, we we, no, we do we, we do call say out off with Matt Murray's head back in the day. We do. Hey, hey, whoa. We do. I said we didn't say that like everyone pod, else. This podcast was Matt alive Murray and kicking friendly. when Matt Murray was going through his thing. And if you go back listen to some of our early episodes, Abby wasn't yeah. on the pod yet. You know, I was guesting on the pod. Yeah, we. We supported Matt Murray 100%. We did. And we still do. But we were like, Matt Murray does not deserve the crap that he's been getting from the fans. Oh, he got death threats because Pittsburgh fans are insane. Pittsburgh fans need to be better. Anyway, our most shocking player of the year, good or bad. Jim. Uh, Mine is in a good way. And that is Nadelkovic. Um, The way that he has played in goal when he has been in goal has been very good. Um. Like you said last night, the two goals he let in, or two of the goals that he let in, maybe even all three, weren't his fault. I'd say all three. Um, he uh, he's been he's been playing he's been playing a lot better than anybody I think, and and I, I do mean anybody, maybe even himself, thought he would do with this team. Um, mm-hmm. But so so for me, that is a pleasant surprise. Uh, most shocking in a good way, Nadelkovic. Um, I disagree. Uh, I believe when you go back and listen to the episode, guys, when it was said that Nadelkovic was coming to Pittsburgh, I was on board 100%, jumped on that train, and anyone else who's trying to get on can get the heck off because we don't need any bandwagoners on the Ned train. I, I'm, the, I'm the conductor of the Ned train. I'm throwing coal in the engine of the Ned train. Everyone can get the heck off. Abby, who is your most shocking player? I have two um, that neither of you probably have, but I'm going to start with Lars Eller. Because yes, yep. him coming in, solid third third line center. I was scared because he's also old. Mm-hmm. I was like, another old player. Perfect. Thanks, Dubas. It's awesome. But <laughs> he has been very, very good on that third line. He's played into his role very well. And every time they're on the ice, like I'm not scared. You know, right. he's a really, he's a really good player, two-way he's a player. responsible player. He is, and you don't see him. He doesn't make mistakes. He doesn't necessarily make awesome plays, but, like, I say this a lot. If you don't see him, then they must be doing something right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially for bottom-line guys. It's like so, offensive linemen on in football. Right. You don't hear their name. They're doing their right job. Exactly. So, I, I think Lars Eller has been very good. He's also... Very significant part of that penalty kill as well. So that's been kind of shocking. But also another shocking guy for me is Jansen Harkins. In not necessarily a good way, it's shocking to me that he keeps getting the green light above guys like Pustinen. Why are you laughing? You're 100% right. No, it's true. But I didn't think this was the way the award would go. But you know what? No, it's just it's shocking to me how much he's getting iced. And I understand that we don't have that gritty grinder type of player, and I think that's what they're trying to bring in with him, which I understand. And he's been doing well. But I think we could get more goal scoring from other players. For sure, for sure. But I don't think that's what at least Sullivan thinks we need. And so I'm not mad that Harkins has been getting started, but it is shocking to me because I'm like, mm-hmm. hmm, I feel like if I were the coach, I might try something different. But I'm not the coach, and, you know. I'm not getting paid to do that job. I'm yeah. only 
sitting here talking about it, not getting paid, but yeah. it's okay. You know what? I mean, we get, we get a little bit of pay from DraftKings Sportsbook. Just a little bit. Just a little but bit But that's my shocking players. That would yeah. be. Yeah. Um, see, I have written down Marcus Pedersen. But the more I think about it, the more I remember, and I, I'm like, I'm not really surprised by Marcus Pedersen. I knew who he was. Mm-hmm. You know, like, this is Marcus Pedersen, and he's been playing really well. So, I'm just I'm I'm struggling to find someone because everyone's pretty much living up to my expectations. Like when when Lars Eller came in, I was like, that's a great third line center, and I was excited because that meant Jeff Carter would not be playing third line center. Because mm-hmm. obviously Lars Eller is not a fourth line guy, right. but Jeff Carter's no like he would either be moved to the wing on the third line or bumped down to the fourth. And I was like, oh, that's good. And with Ned, I told you guys I was on the, the Ned train from the beginning of the the season. So I'm 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 racking my brain and I'm just. I'm going to say Jesse Pugliarvi. I know he's been on the team for like two games, but I've loved what I've seen from him. I think he's he's exactly what the team needed, a youngster who's who's large, yes, and fast and and it's it's been cool to see and I don't know, I think this means Harkins is probably going to get scratched when everyone else is healthy, him and Carter probably when Nieto comes back, when Achari comes back, you know, like I I hope Pugliarvi doesn't get scratched because we need that young. He won't get scratched. He got a $2 million deal. Yeah. I mean, uh, isn't it? Or was it a two year 1.5 or it's at eight. It's the minimum. It's 890 K for two years. Oh, is it? Yeah. But I, I, uh, yeah. So I'm going to say, yes, he pulled honorable mention to Drew O'Connor because Drew O'Connor has been playing. Yeah. I was going to, I was thinking about him, but also John Ludwig was kind of shocking. Ooh. Oh, good one. Yeah. He hasn't been playing because I think he's been injured, but I mean he's he's healthy now, but I think they're they're afraid of starting him until That's he's fair. he's shown some But stuff. he was kind of a shocker because I'd never heard sure. of him. They called yeah. him up and I was like, dang, this kid knows how to play throw defense and like throw yeah. the body. Yeah, like that physical pretty <clears throat> guy as well. But yeah. all right, pull, so pull Yarvi's on an eight hundred thousand dollar contract for this year and next year. Yep. Yep, so it's a 1.6 million over Mm -hmm. the span of two years. But uh, we will hear from DraftKings Sportsbook and come back with random crap we want to talk about today. Looking for a super offer for Super Bowl 58? DraftKings Sportsbook has got you covered. New customers can bet on the big game and turn 5 bucks into 200 instantly in bonus bets. They've got lines such as the Chiefs on the money line at plus 105 and... I like George Kittle at an as an anytime touchdown scorer at plus 140. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58 with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boo Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. All right, welcome back. Uh, we decided as a crew uh, to forego random crap we want to talk about because it's already so late. So you will get a double doozy 
of uh, 45 in the last 45 next week. So come back for that. It'll be 20 to 11. 20 to 11. Well, then we'll be in the top 10. That's exciting. I and just then get, we'll be yeah. done with it. All right. But, uh, uh, let's get into the prediction contest. Okay. Last week, All-Star Weekend, just, just for conversation's sake, uh, Andrew and I both uh, picked a team for the winning, oh, who, right, who would yeah. win the uh, All-Star Game. Andrew picked Team McKinnon. Right, I picked Team McKinnon. And I lost in the first, and I picked Team Matthews, which and Team Matthews came out on top. I should Team say. Matthews, it, it's it was a foregone least, conclusion because it, it was in Toronto anyway. You know the no, the, the refs were going to hose whoever t- they played. Team, team Matthews was literally just the Leafs and company. Yeah, okay, and the I, same for Team uh, McDavid for Team Hughes. It was team just Hughes. oh yeah. Can I Vancouver can I say company? something? Abby and I were talking about this. Sorry, sidebar. I believe that if you're going to do the celebrity coaches, let them draft the teams. Yeah. No, no sport. No, no player captains, celebrity captains. Well, you still have celebrity. player captains, but okay, you can have it, but celebrity coaches, they, they get chosen with a captain. Yeah, we'll do that. They get, they get a division captain and then they pick the teams. And that way you don't get like Matthews feeling obligated to take Riley and Marner and Nylander. Okay. That's what it is. They feel obligated. And then you get what the fans want. You get McDavid playing with Crosby because he doesn't feel obligated to take dry first overall. You get, you know, like, but, but here's the thing though. If Bieber is the captain of that team, he's going to pick all Toronto players. Perhaps, but, 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 but the fans and Buble, Michael Bublé still would have picked all the Vancouver Canucks because he's a Canucks fan. So it wouldn't matter. But I don't, I don't like seeing players okay. play with each other every game. How about this? The All Star game together. Then How they about this? Had six Vancouver Canucks there. How about this then? How about this then? Make a rule that says one player per that 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 the teams because like if you have six all-stars from one team, then that's not going to work. But you say they have to be evenly spread out. Like if you have six players from one team, you can't have more than two Canucks on any one team. Yeah. Yeah. So that way you might have like three teams might have two and that would be fine. It's a foregone conclusion. You know that there's going to be more players because I don't want this rule that there has to be one player from each team. I Agreed. want there to be the the best players get to the, the All-Star game. But I also don't want to see the the guys who play on the same team all year together on the same team. Agreed. In the cuz I mean you got that with the Metro Atlantic and I like the player draft, but I I want it to be spread apart. That's why the player draft's so fun. Right. Cuz then you get guys from the West playing with guys from the East and it's it's different and it's exactly. fun. Exactly. Exactly. Like Jack Hughes and Quinn Hughes can play together. That's awesome. Yep. Connor McDavid and Nathan McKinnon get to play, or not Connor McDavid, uh, Sidney Crosby and, and Connor McDavid. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's okay. Fun. So but anyway, back to the predictions. So All Star Weekend. Fix yourself, NHL. You did it with the all the skills competition. Yes, which was a blast, by the way. Yes, it was. All right, so uh, we picked three, uh, five games last week again. Um, New York at Toronto. Um, New York won that game three to two, and Abby picked New York to win that game three to two. So she got three points. Impressive, Abby. Um, I did. Well I done. I didn't even know that. Yes, I was yes, not you did. Following predictions this week. Yes, you did. Uh, <laughs> the next game we picked was Winnipeg at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, of course, we've already talked about that. Won this game three to nothing. Abby and Andrew both pit, 
picked Pittsburgh. I picked Winnipeg. That's what you get um, for being a doubter, dude. But you know what, though? I was happy. <sighs> Even though I missed the pick, I was still happy. So uh, then the Boy, next game was not. Dallas at Buffalo. We all picked Dallas to win this game. Dallas did win this game 2-1. to one. Both stars. Um, was very close. Okay, can I say something about this game? Uh, yes, you may, quickly. First game after the All-Star break, Jake Ottinger comes back. 47 save game. And I benched him in fantasy. Oh, that's awkward <laughs> for you. Uh, uh, game four was Minnesota at Chicago. Minnesota wins this game 2-1. to one. Uh, and Jim was the only one who picked that game t- uh, for Minnesota. Um, and then uh, the last game was Vancouver at Boston. We all picked Vancouver to win this game. And guess what? Boston blanked him four to nothing. So the final tallies uh, for uh, at the end of week 18 were Jim still in first place with 50. Abby getting closer with 49. And then Andrew at 46. Nice. So uh, it's still anyone's game. It is still anyone's game. So the... Uh, uh, percentages. If I, had, if I had gotten that overtime prediction, I would be miles ahead of you, folks. Andrew, <sighs> um, Andrew's sitting at forty-eight point two percent. Abigail at fifty-two point nine percent, and Jim at fifty-seven point six percent. So, uh, as a as an overall team, we are one hundred and thirty-five correct predictions team-wise out of two hundred and fifty-five for a fifty-two point nine percent average. So. If this was the not NBA, bad. we'd be not even a playing team. Well, that's true. That's <laughs> true. But uh, so that Yuck. was that was last week. The the five games we're picking this week. Um, I I can take criticism. I, I just wanted to say this because uh, there was a point um, somewhere. I'm not sure if it was last week or the week before when uh, Andrew was wondering why we're not picking more Pittsburgh games each week. So it's not, uh, no, no, no. What I said was we're picking, we need to have a rivalry games. We need rivalry games. Well, we're picking two. Not sure what that was. We're picking two. Uh, oh, good heavens. Two Penguins games this week. Uh, yeah. Tonight's game against Winnipeg. Um, Pittsburgh at Winnipeg. Uh, and then uh, Sunday's game, Vancouver at Washington. Tuesday, Tampa Bay at Boston. Wednesday, Florida at Pittsburgh, and then Thursday, Dallas at Nashville. Dallas owns Nashville. It was I brought that up on week fifteen when we only we didn't pick a Pittsburgh game. Right, there was only one game that week, and it was like a garbage game. Dallas Mm. and Vancouver, Washington isn't a garbage game. It's Vancouver, Abby. It's Vancouver. It's Vancouver. No, Vancouver's obviously going to win that game. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. They were obviously going to win Boston, too. Washington is, but no, they weren't, obviously. That's the top two teams in the league playing each other. Well, then why didn't anyone pick Boston? Because no one believes in Boston. Because we're dumb. Okay. Obviously, you didn't believe in Boston. I just uh, thought Vancouver would want to get back from the 2011 Cup. That's all I thought. They've already gotten back. That's 13 years ago this year, guys. Dude, imagine if it happens again. All right. Oh, what if? That would be dope. Let's let's get into the predictions. Game one, Pittsburgh at Winnipeg. Uh, Jim picks first since he is still in the lead here. Um, I'm taking Pittsburgh to win this game five to two. Don't think Jari blanks him again, but I do think I do think he'll I do think he'll win this game five to two. Abby, Pittsburgh. 
Four to two. Boom. Andrew. Pittsburgh. Four to three in overtime. Okay. Nice. All right. Next game, Vancouver at Washington. I am taking Vancouver to win this game five to two. Abby. Vancouver. Only a fool would pick Washington. Only a fool would pick Washington. And if Washington wins, we're stupid. But Vancouver's going to win this game 6-2. to two. Guys, it's never foolish to take the, the favored team. Like, the, the line for this game is going to be like Washington at plus money, at like plus 300-something. It's, yeah. it's not going to be. Because they're not going to win close. it. So Pitts, Vancouver smart money, 5-1. to one. Okay. It's it's just true. It's never it's never foolish to pick the team that's favored. Never. All right. Unless Next you're game. Like millions of dollars on Tuesday the thirteenth. Tampa Bay at Boston. I got Boston winning this game three to one. Abby. I'm also going to say Tampa Bay. <laughs> gotcha. What? I fooled you. Tampa Bay three to two in overtime. Boston, three nothing. Okay, sorry, I had the baby elephant in my mouth came out there. It's all right. Uh, next game Wednesday, Valentine's Day at Pittsburgh, Florida at Pittsburgh. I'm actually taking Florida in this game to win it four to three in overtime. Even though when we predicted the week, you said there would be four points given out, and yeah. Pittsburgh was going yeah. to beat Winnipeg. Okay, but here's the thing, right? The last game uh, Pittsburgh played against Florida, there was a little bit of bad blood where everybody um, thought Latang took out. Matthew Matthew Kachuk was being a little gutter snipe. And uh, and no, so I think I think some of that's going to carry over. And I just like if if it gets into a punching match, I like Florida because they're bigger and tougher and more aggressive. And a better team. More or less. Abby, who you got? Uh, I'm going to say Florida as well. What the heck was that? I, I have no idea. It's my thinking noise. Um, <laughs> yes, oh, I'm, a, I'm a robot. It's my... This no, you sounded like a, a computer no. dialing up yeah. a modem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to say Florida. Give me a second. I'm going to say Florida... Two to one. Noise. I've got Pittsburgh four to two. So if Pittsburgh wins, you guys are all screwed. This is true. We're, we're not screwed as one point that you get on us. Dallas, unless, unless he gets the correct. correct. Yeah, unless he gets the then score. Then he's still losing. All right. I'm tied with you then, Abby. Dallas at Nashville. Uh, You're four points behind me. Dude. I've got I've got oh, Dallas guess, no, winning this only, game five to two. Points. Dad, we're not listening Dad, to you. Dad, we're not listening to you. I know. <laughs> I, you're right. I, I can't do math. All it's right. Okay. I've got math. Dallas winning this game five to two. Um, Dallas at Nashville. Andrew, who you got? Or uh, Abby, who you got? Abby goes next. Sorry. Um, I'm only ahead of her if I get the Buffett's per prediction correct. Dallas. Three nothing. Dallas four to three. Dallas owns Nashville. I'm sorry. Okay, Nashville's not smart money, guys, even if they are favored. Don't don't ever put money on Nashville when they're favored. Never. Or when they're underdogs. Just don't put money on Nashville. (laughs) I've learned that the hard way. Dallas, I don't think Dallas has lost to Nashville in the past two years. I could be wrong. Maybe once. They have not lost 
this season series. They've lost. I I don't know if they've lost more than twice to Nashville in the past two seasons. I don't think they have. Hmm. They just own Nashville. They just own them. They own them. I think they might have lost once to Nashville last year because it's a four game series that they play. So I think yeah, because they're in the central together. But yeah, they just own them. They just own them. They just. So I I will if I can I will be watching that game because it's a Thursday, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. So we'll be watching that game. So, uh, they uh, okay. Dallas earlier this year, six to three. Na- Nashville has they actually won the last curr- two games. They currently lead the season series two to one. Do they actually? Nashville they beat do. Dallas six to three in Dallas uh, on January twelfth, and then four to three in Dallas on the sixth of January. How you like that? Dallas now, beat them oh, in Nashville three to two in December, and then this is the fourth game of the series. So, but it's in Nashville. It is in Nashville. I feel like we beat them in Nashville, but so maybe, you know what? I don't know anything apparently, so I'm so not. Maybe I should. Say I should put else. money. Maybe I should put money on Nashville. Even no, though don't I just, put money I just on Nashville. Warn people not to put money on Nashville. Dallas owns Nashville. Period. Yeah, I don't know. If I think actually that six three okay. loss might have been when Otter was injured. Um, I'm going to be honest. This 6-3 loss was not what it seemed. It was 4-3 with three minutes left. They emptied their net, and Nyquist and Parson and scored empty netters. So it's not what it seems. It wasn't as big of a blowout that, as that's it true. looks. That's true. That's so they true. were all pretty much one-score games. So there you go. You were beating up on my on my Dallas Stars. I was not beating up on your Dallas You were. Stars. You were verbally oh. abusing my Dallas I was not. Stars. All right. Uh, let's get a uh, recap of the predictions, please. All right. So, game one, Pittsburgh at Winnipeg. Everybody's picking Pittsburgh. Andrew, 4-3 to three in overtime. Abby, 4-2. to two. Jim, 5-2. to two. Vancouver at Washington. Everybody's taking Vancouver. Andrew, 5-1. to one. Abby, 6-2. to two. Jim, 5-2. to two. Tampa Bay at Boston. Andrew and Jim are taking Boston. Andrew, 3-0. Jim, 3-1. to one. Abby is taking Tampa. 3-2 in overtime. Florida at Pittsburgh. Jim and Abby are taking Florida. Abby two to one, Jim four three in overtime. Andrew is taking Pittsburgh four to two, and Dallas at Nashville. Everybody's taking Dallas. Andrew four to three, Abby three to nothing, Jim five to two, and that all right is the prediction right. contest for week <laughs> nineteen. <laughs> all right, you so done? Gonna wrap up. Yeah, uh, are you done? That's the question. All right, okay, uh, that's yes. going to wrap up this episode of the Pens and Stuff podcast. Abby's not making your face that face. You're going to stick that way. <laughs> Um, Sam. <laughs> uh, uh, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the Pens and Stuff podcast. Um, if you want to follow us on the Instagram and the Facebook, do that. Um, at Pens and Stuff podcast. Pens, pen, I don't know. What, uh, the links it's are in, in the, the description. show description. Yeah. Um, make sure you use code THPN and DraftKings Sportsbook to get uh, the, the whatever the, the deal. The deal the promotion. is <laughs> the promotion. Yeah. The code is THPN. Again, that's THPN. And, uh, yeah, until next time, I'm Andrew. I'm Jim. And I'm Abby. Let's go, Pens. Let's go, Pens. Let's freaking go. Don't fall.